Hey guys, welcome to Pancakes on Sunday Sports Edition. I'm joined with the crew today, the whole crew today. I'm here with Ryan. What up? Corey. What's up? And Chelsea. Hello. Golf wizard of the century over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Surprised the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my blood. <laughs> well, to kick things off, we got a couple small tidbits. Uh, last week, there was the passing of quarterback Dwayne Haskins from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He died after being struck by a dump truck trying to cross Interstate 535 in Fort Lauderdale. He was in South Florida practicing with other Pittsburgh teammates. Dwayne had a uh, standout season in Ohio State. It was drafted 15th overall by the Washington Commanders in 2019. Haskins played in 16 games over two seasons with Washington, compiling a total QBR of 29.4. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> The league average during that time was 63.5. He threw 12 touchdown passes and 14 interceptions. Well, at least Baker's better than him. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I condolences to his family and teammates and such, but I just have one question. Why the fuck are you trying to cross an interstate at 6.30 in the morning? Yeah. yeah. But that's like crossing 90 right. in Cleveland. Here, like, yeah. it's yeah. just... I. There's got to be more, in the, but there wasn't. I couldn't find anything out there okay. that explained more. But uh, condolences to his family and teammates. He was a good player in Ohio State, but maybe he would have approved himself in Pittsburgh. But uh, moving on, that just came out today that I saw is the Washington Commanders are being like audited or investigated by Congress over like workplace stuff. But within the workplace stuff, that's how uh, John Gruden got caught with those emails right. and pretty much got canceled and fired and everything else. And yep. So more stuff has come out that a former employee, Jason Friedman, who testified on March 14th, met with members of the committee as part of an investigation on the workplace culture. Apparently emails and Excel sheets provided the committee that the team might have retained as much as $5 million in deposits from 2,000 customers. That's no good. They were withholding <laughs> security deposits from ticket holders. According to Friedman, something came out that there was two books, one that everybody saw and one that nobody saw. And according to a representative that was working on the case in Congress, some of the stuff in this in the written statements, it's like something out of like Godfather movie, like mobster stuff. And it's like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like how? Absolutely insane. That how? 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 How do they get away with it for so long? Well, I guess there wasn't technology. I mean, now they're going after old emails and stuff like I mean, that. I think but it's I mean, fair to say day, corruption I mean, is in everything, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, well, let's not get into that now. This is a sports <laughs> show, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's some little tidbits, but. Corey today is going to go in-depth on the NFL, even though it's not in season, but we still have a lot of off-season stuff and draft coming up and scheduling, so I'm going to let Corey take it away. Have at it, man. Hey, guys. What's up? So basically, what I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you guys about who I think is going to be the first five picks of the NFL draft. Who, which, I don't know if you guys know or not, but the draft comes up April 28th through the 30th. I know it's end of April. And I know the yeah. schedule comes out about the same time, too. Yeah, yeah it does. Yep. The official one, yeah. Mm -hmm. So April 28th, we'll find out for sure. But here's what I think those top five picks are going to be and why. Who I think is going to go number one overall is going to be Aiden Hutchinson, 
So this guy, right, he's an edge rusher out of Michigan. He's 6'7", 260 pounds. Big boy. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's a big guy. <laughs> now, this dude last year, I'm an Ohio State fan, everybody knows, but this dude is from Michigan, right? So I'm going to... You're lucky I'm even saying Michigan. I should just be saying Michigan. <laughs> but he set the single sack record last year for 14 sacks. Wow. This dude is a monster. I mean, I'm personally thinking this is why this dude's going number one overall. I'm, th- I'm seeing another Miles Garrett here. That's the first person I yeah. thought of when you said that. And check this. He was nice. a Heisman runner-up winner for last year. Really? He was the runner-up Heisman winner. Wow. Now... Well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to ask this question when you're done with your top five. Oh, yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. So reason why, um, he does um, lack length in his arms. It comes in at about 32 inches and one-eighth. Generally, the bottom ceiling floor in the NFL that you want at an edge rusher is 32 and a half inches. But I don't think that's going to affect this guy Me this either. much. You're reaching the quarterback and you get 14 sacks. Who cares if you have T-Rex arms? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I just think he's really quick. He's his agility is through the roof. For 260 pounds, this moves dude moves so fast. His combine time in the three cone was 6.73 seconds, and in the 20 yard shuttle, he did 4.15 seconds. Wow, that's that's crazy. That's that's for 260 pounds, guys, that's that's massive. moving. That's a quick big one. And oh, yeah. to add to that, in the combine, he actually ranked sixth and fourth in those, and that was out of every position. Wow, including wide receivers. Correct. Damn. Wow. Damn. That dude's quick. Damn. That dude's quick. Yeah, man. Um, his father was the former Michigan captain. And I just think between those skills, his physical trait, that's going to make him probably the safest pick of the draft. Because we all know in this draft, like, there's not many good offensive picks. No. There's pretty much defensive picks. Um, who I think is going to go number is Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. He's 6'4", 220 pounds. Now, the reason why I think this is also going to be a crazy year, because I really do think this dude's going to go at least in the top three. I think he'll probably go number two. What's his position? He's a safety. Safety typically don't ever go in the top ten. But 220 for a safety? Exactly, but check this. This dude, Hamilton, isn't your typical safety, right? Basically, they call him offensive test piece. He's more, he plays safety, but he's got a unique blend between length and athleticism. He, like, his range is absolutely insane. Like, this dude has already eight career interceptions. Wow. And basically, he's that guy that you would want hitting the tight ends. This dude would be able to any tight end you think of. Now, I have number three, I think, who's going to go. Sorry if I mispronounce his name. It's Kayvon Thibodeau. Sure. Sure. Kayvon. Where's he from? That's a guy coming out of... Yeah, he's got, he comes... <laughs> I'm sorry. He's coming out of Oregon. He's 6'4". He's 254 pounds. He's really good with production. He only played 30 games in his career, but out of those 30 games, he had 35.5 tackles for losses. Nice. So that's pretty good. Even if that output doesn't fully match the lofty expectations many had for the former top overall recruit, I would say while he doesn't, he didn't do a full workout at the Combine, he showed an impressive combination of speed. This dude is so fast. In the 40-yard dash, he ran a 4.58. Wow. And he is insanely strong. He actually was one of the tops in strength with uh, 27 bench press reps for the highest weight. 
in in all the strength events he performed. Um, I just think between his ideal frame, the combined explosive first quickness like steps he has, I mean, I'm thinking this dude has double-digit sacks to start the season. That's pretty good. Personally. I think who's going to go fourth is going to be Evan Neal. He's a offensive tackle from Alabama. Neal offers plenty of versatility as he started at a different position each of the three years in Alabama. The former five-star recruit has size and tremendous power and also the movement of skills that are much of a much lighter player. When Neal didn't do, he didn't go to the combine either, but it will pro- everybody will probably see how athletic he is anyways because uh, pro days later this month in Alabama. So everybody will be able to check him out. Then I got my number five pick coming in. The crazy part about all of this, I feel even this dude could possibly go number one. So this guy's name is Akeem Ekwan. He's an OT out of North Carolina State. He's 6'4", 310 pounds. And arguably, he's one of the best run blockers over the fast, past few drafts. Like, we've seen it all. They actually gave him a nickname called Mr. Pancake. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Mm. Pancakes on Sunday. <laughs> and that's literally due to basically um, he has uh, so many uh, pancake blocks. And for those of you who don't know who what a pancake block is, that's basically is when a, basically a really hard block by an offensive lineman in which the defender he's trying to b- block ends up flat on their back. So you pancake tackle them, basically. Mm-hmm. So they call him Mr. Pancake. I mean, he gets um, all sweaty. He has the <laughs> syrup. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's going to go. But that's absolutely crazy in this draft that I pretty much think the top five picks are all going to be defensive picks. That's wild. Edge rushers, safeties. I mean, you got a couple offensive tackles in there. Now, knowing... Right. So, I, I do... I'm not too familiar with the draft order, but I know Jacksonville is number one. Yeah. Do you think they go defense, or they do do they go offense to pr- protect Lawrence? Do they take an offensive tackle first, or do they go defense? Where do you see Jacksonville taken? Because, at this point, I think they would want to protect Lawrence. I think this pass rusher is the next mile, Garrett. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at that point, you got to take them, even if you had edge rushers. Right. This dude might be better than each of your starters you got now. Yeah. I know this is a defensive heavy draft. There's not, I don't think there's any quarterbacks that really are top or anything like that coming not out this season. Really. No. Um, I've seen a couple wide receivers and a couple tight yeah. ends. There's, there's a, couple, there's, there's couple a lot of linemen. There's a lot there. of line and there's a lot of defensive players. Yeah. There's a lot of big boys coming out of this draft. Yeah. A lot of big boys coming out of this draft. Uh, next, I'm going to go over some of the top free agents that are still left out there on the market before draft day, right? So I got number one at uh, Clowney. Uh, he's still Jadavion free agent. Clowney. Yeah, he's still, he's still a free agent. Yeah. And fun fact, he's still a free agent because basically Clowney, the past few seasons, have always been very, very like picky about his money. And he generally, he's kind of built up this reputation for the past couple of seasons to waiting till last minute before he So he's he going to try to shop around and see what he can get. And he's exactly. going to take the best offer. Exactly. Right. He doesn't care who he plays for. He just wants the money. Right. Now, so what I think is going to happen with him is Clowney basically had a pretty mediocre middle-of-the-range pack. He, he was, I would say, above average. But last year, he blew it out the water compared to what he normally did. And I think that because Miles Garrett on the other side complements that. I mean, Cleveland has the cap space. Right. They have a they shit ton not. of cap space. I mean, they can afford they him if now. they want him back. 
Yeah, last year alone, he had nine sacks and 53 total quarterback pressures. Before nice. that, he normally only averaged three to four sacks. Okay. Wow. But he would get like 76 pressures. So it's like those pressures turned into sacks. Yeah. So, um, on top of that, um, he was one of the league's best run defenders on the edge. Actually, he came in at 90.9 on the run defense grade. And a crazy fun fact, too, he's either been around that or right at that since 2015. Wow. So... People would want him, but at the same time, when you're him, you know you can get the money from Cleveland. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know you played well at Cleveland. Do you see him just signing another one-year contract somewhere else or at Cleveland? So I see him doing like a one-year deal, $15 million, $12 million guaranteed. For a year? Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. I That's mean, a lot, a lot of for money. a year. That's I'll a pay that for nine sacks. For sure. Yeah. And 53 yeah. quarterback pressures with Miles Garrett on the other side. I'll pay that. Other potential fits for him can be Arizona Cardinals have expressed interest, Indianapolis Colts, and Kansas City Chiefs. But all of those, I don't. I just see him best spot landing for him, Cleveland. The Chiefs might lose Tyron Matthew. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's He's in my list. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) So, Cloudy would be a good pickup for him if they do lose Matthew, but. Right. Well, that's why I also think they're going to get my two pick. Talking about Kansas City Chiefs, I think they're going to try to get uh, Stephon Gilmore. Cornerback. Okay. Is he on the Chiefs? I thought he was on he was on New England. Um, he actually went to Panthers last season. Oh, okay. And I he's in free agency, so I think Kansas City's gonna pick him up because of Manu. Now, um or technically it's Matu. No. You say oh. oh. <laughs> you pronounce his last name because yeah, yeah. draft. Some picks. of these names are hard, I'm gonna be honest, okay? <laughs> Um, but no, I, I do think Stefan Gilmore gets picked up by Kansas City Chiefs. Um, basically through week eight of last season, Gilmore had a 79.5 coverage grade on, um, you know, being a quarterback. Oh, I lost the spot. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Gilmore played. I mean, he was in Buffalo. He was. We drafted him. He played in Buffalo for a while. Then he went to New England and he did a stint there. But I mean, there's rumors. Well, I I guess the main reason I think Stephon Gilmore gets um, picked up by Kansas City is because after Kansas City Chiefs lost in free agency, they lost Chadavius Ward to San Francisco and then traded. You know, Tyree killed in Miami, right? Um, so basically they need resources if they're going to try to chase a Super Bowl because they know, you know, they're out there trying to get it right now. Yeah. I mean, everyone's a double coverage Kelsey at that point, And I mean, exactly. Right. I mean, you got Pringle out there. I mean, throw the Pringle. So I do think Stefan Gilmore lands at Kansas city for a one year deal, 12 million, 8.5 guaranteed, probably somewhere, maybe nine. Okay. Um, so number three, free agency out there, uh, Tyron Matu. Me too. Me too. It's technically French for Matthew, by the way. Oh, that, right. Well, in America, it's Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard an announcer say Matthew. Uh, yeah, I, that's I, that's how I know it. Uh, just yeah. They say Matthew. I mean Matthew or somewhere. Yeah. yeah. How's um, that spelled? <laughs> so, this is an amazing play. M-A-T-H-I-U. So, I think people oh, yeah. who I think is really going to gun for this cat is going to be Philadelphia Eagles. They need something like this. They need defense. They, they need have, defense hard. They have a and this okay dude, offense, but they definitely need a defense if they want to win. 
And although the NFC blows and their division sucks. And two, dude, sucks this ass. dude is an animal. People don't realize how much safeties play, but this guy's a monster. You can almost put him at any defensive position coverage-wise. That's why you want him as a safety, right? This dude has played over 600 snaps in the in the deep, in the box, and in the slot. And Bayer, uh, like last season, he... He's always on the field. He's never not on the field. He averages a thousand snaps per regular season. Wow. Yeah, he's yeah. They use him for a lot of there. things. They use him in so many different yeah. ways. But on blitz packages, they drop the safety and he comes down and And he's good at what he does. <laughs> like this dude's a monster. And I think that Eagles get him also because basically um they had to get rid of Rodney is what Eagles had, and he kind of plays similar. So I think he's a good replacement. Now, is he is Matthew in free agency, or does yeah. Kansas City have to trade? Oh, he can sign wherever. He's, yeah. He's he's okay. a, yeah, he's a free agency. So I think, like, other potential fits and people that showed interest in him is, like, Indianapolis Colts, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, from what I saw on red, uh, New Orleans Saints, and Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but I think he does land in Philly because he'll get that money in Philly. They got to cap space, and I, that's why I think they're going to sign him for three years, $30 million, 10 mil per year, $20 million total guarantee. So only 30 mil? Yep. Huh. It's worth I mean. It's pretty good for that position. Oh, okay. I just, it's weird that Clowney would get 12 to 15 mil a year for one year when. He's only getting ten mil a year, and I mean, I'd honestly take Matthew because he, he's more. There's more options there. I see what Boy, you're saying you know. there, but I'm also still taking Clowney, right? He's hitting the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather bank on sacks than interceptions. Let's go. <laughs> you have any big offensive players in this free agency? Odell Beckham Jr. coming in at number four. Ooh. All right, where's Odell going, guys? Where do you think? Who wants him? Yeah, who wants him? Who wants him for the talent? Who wants him for the ego and the locker so, room? So people and that else? express interest in him, obviously the Browns. That's funny. Buffalo Bills, right? I don't want him. I know, but Buffalo Bills expressed an interest. They want him. There's also interest in Julio Jones, and I take Julio over. He's on my list right, too. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and uh, so Green Bay Packers wanted him. Kansas City Chiefs, New Orleans Saints. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think he's going to play much in the beginning. He tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. Oh, right. Yeah, Granted, yeah, yeah. he caught the first catch of the Super Bowl. Yes, but, I mean, that's a big injury. I mean, yes. he might not even start the season with but that injury. But after I mean, being traded to Rams, he had an 84.7 rating. That's pretty good. <laughs> Along with Cup. Right. And right. Yeah. So, exactly. I, mean, I mean, can L.A. afford him? Does he? I mean... L.A. Yeah, is the perfect city for him. I mean, why, yeah, I mean, why not I stay? I have him. His best landing spot is stay with L.A. That's I can see I him staying. Him. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why would you, especially, like, Los Angeles just signed Allen Robinson as well? Okay. So L.A. has Allen Robinson, the Cooper Cup. Damn, they're receiving towards nasty. No, it's disgusting. Stupid. L.A. is still a threat. It definitely going to be a threat. Damn. <laughs> Well, I know, I think didn't Robert Woods left, didn't he? He went to the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Yes. So they lost Woods, but, I mean, to take Robinson over over Woods? Yeah. Right. That's why I think he stays. I think he gets a one-year one year deal, $5 million with incentives. That could push it to $10 million. 
based off injuries. You know, yeah. there's going to be protections in his contract for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, especially oh, yeah. just oh, yeah. that injury. I mean, he's a highly, he has a likely chance of doing it again. Oh, yeah. I Has mean, he torn it once already? I mean, he's been hurt. I yeah. mean, he was hurt for a while in Cleveland. I mean, he didn't yeah. play. I don't know if it was the same injury. I don't. I don't know that off the top. Of my he head. has been having laggy leg injuries, so that's why. That's why I don't see him getting that much money, and also why I see him staying. It's gonna oh. make the most sense, and it'll probably be good for him. Uh, at number five, I got a former Browns player. Unfortunate. Uh-oh. Another uh-huh. one. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh oh. J. C. Trader. Treader. Trader. How right. do you say? Yep. Yeah, the center for Cleveland, man. Such a good dude. Like, amazing at his position. One of the top in the league at his position. We just let him go because salary. Why? What do you mean yeah, salary? Why? You have the salary. Can't really afford him. What? Why? What? Yeah, How? We need, to How? Free, we needed to free up cast base for more offensive plays. So that's what. Deshaun Watson. He, he is an offensive player. Well, yeah, he's a key one. Quarterback. He's a key one too. Right, he is. He is. I, I think it's a little crazy, but I mean, I get it. I understand. I like the moves we made. Who's Who's replacing him? Who's the backup? Um, did they sign, or are they still looking to sign? I think somebody? they're still looking to sign somebody. From what I read, I still believe. <laughs> so they're definitely not trying to resign him. His pass blocker rating was eighty three point seven. His seventh straight Senate season finishing above eighty. Was almost, and I, I do see him landing in Miami. That's where I see him landing. Wow. Because Miami, that's 30 points higher than what Miami's center is hitting. I mean, Miami is doing a lot of upgrades this year. They are. But they are. Two of them still throw bricks. I, he either lands in Miami or he probably lands with the Vikings. The Vikings needed two. Vikings center is terrible. Yeah. That's it's a yeah, mess. Kirk over Cousins there. is a scrambler. Yeah, yeah. Not, a, it, not by choice. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Kirk Cousins. I always loved you, man. <laughs> uh, he's yeah. He's an above average, you know, run blocker. He's a great center. He's always seeing the outside zone. I think Miami does get him for two years, twelve mil, six mil per year, eight point two five million total guaranteed. Um, other people that were interested in him is Denver Broncos and Minnesota Vikings. So, I mean, Denver has to protect Russell Wilson now. So, right, exactly. He's old, and you got to protect your quarterback now. He scrambles. <laughs> yep. That yeah. <clears throat> but it, it'd be. I'm curious. I mean, there's still a lot of heavy heavy hitters on the on the table here for off season. But I know draft picks are coming into play, and with the draft coming up, who knows? Maybe somebody trades up, and you see. See some more moves. I mean, Julio Jones, I mean, where do you think Julio goes? I mean, I know... I, know. I think Julio's landing spot is with the Colts. Okay. Uh, yeah. The Colts don't really have... What are they, Who do they have receiver-wise? I have they don't no really, idea. And really, one Colts, main reason, Matt Ryan's now with the Colts. Right. Reunite oh, yeah. the two. Oh, yeah. That'd be Bombs. interesting. Nasty. Oh, yeah. Bombs. Along with Jonathan Bombs. Taylor, too. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. Now, I think Matt Ryan's is going to be a team to watch out for. I think Matt Ryan's a little washed, a little old, but. He's getting pretty old. I just, I mean. He's still but, good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. He's not bad. I mean, the other potential fits for Julio Jones is, I would say next would be the Buffalo Bills. And, or Kansas City Chiefs or San Francisco. I mean,. Julio would be great opposite D- Diggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wide receiver two, and then even then, our wide receiver three, Gabriel Davis. I mean, he he scored every the touchdown only problem in Kansas City in the AFC game. Julio Jones really, like, 
he's a strong, good dude, but man, them hamstring issues he's had lingering for <clears throat> two seasons now. Yeah, you least. get him on a one-year deal for a few mil and see what he can do. I mean, tell him that hey, we have a good chance of it all. You know, and I think it's, he lands a contract like a Larry Fitzgerald. I think he gets one year, ten mil, fully guaranteed, Indianapolis Colts. Hmm. That'd be, That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, Indy did lose, miss the playoffs by losing the Jacksonville in the final week of the season. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they need all the help they can get. They got rid of Wentz. He wasn't just he wasn't doing it. And... No, it's Carson Wentz, dude. And you got notorious Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> if he comes back, he's going back to Tampa. I don't think he's playing anywhere else. Yeah, I don't think he'll leave, leave Brady. I do. Not even that. It's just Florida. He's made for Florida. Right. And his just mentality. I do like, see him staying with Tampa Bay. But if he leaves, he's going to the Buffalo Bills. I don't. And I Bills mean, have gross. the money and they'll pay it. We don't have the money. You have the money. We don't have that much cap space. One year, eight mil fully guaranteed. He'll do it. I don't know if I want him. I know he's I know he's a Buffalo native. He grew up there and went to high school outside of Buffalo and stuff like that. He's from there, but uh, I just I didn't know that. I don't know. I I'm I I don't I don't see him fitting the locker room, his frat boy all star party boy mentality but he's meant for Florida. Gronk has expressed interest in playing for his hometown with the Buffalo Bills. I I I don't know. And I don't, that could I don't be know a I'm, really good addition to your offense. How could you say no? He's amazing. Yeah, it's Gronkowski, dude. Opposite Dawson Knox. I mean, Dawson Knox was like second in the league next to Kelsey last year. Him and Gronk, dude? That'd be a force to reckon with. Yeah. I I mean, we signed OJ Howard. 86.7 passer rating. Or uh, catch rating. Yeah, my bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, we played against him in fucking New England for years, and he ran over us. I understand what he can do. I just. Right. You gotta hate himself. Antonio no. Brown. No. Where's he going? He's not going off field shenanigans. He's not going anywhere. No, no one's on a hot. No one's on a. Nobody wants that garbage. Even when he was in, where was he? Vegas. He was playing. Yeah, he was playing for the the Vegas Raiders, wasn't he? I think so. Or Tampa, or I don't even know where he played last year. Just he never played. It, it was, was terrible. Tampa. It was terrible. I mean, he gets naked on the field, right? I mean, he was. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't do anything. I don't even think he had a touchdown last year. Like, who cares where he goes? Just. Fucking give it up. Get some help and give it up. Like, I, we, no one needs that. No, that's the same thing with, like, some of the Odell stuff and, like, certain players that you don't want. Like, why Why hasn't Baker gone yet? Right. No one wants Baker. No, bullshit. One, no one wants that you want shit to hear in the crazy? locker room. No one wants that Nobody stuff, wants so. that, but they want this. So, even with his shenanigans, after joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, he was still with all those loaded weapons on that team. I mean, we, you know, Mike Evans, everybody oh, yeah. on that team, right? His rating was 90.3. Wow. Tied for fifth among wide receivers. 2.4 yards per route run, ranked seventh. Yeah, but if you throw the ball to him six times and he catches it five out of the six times, yeah, you get a high rating. I mean, but how often, how many touchdowns did he get last year? Have him landing with Denver Broncos. Gross. Does he want? Does he want to go there? Or he goes Baltimore Ravens or Kansas City Chiefs. Get him out of our division, dude. Yeah, some of the NFC. Yeah. <laughs> now, because it's a shenanigans give, give and why Dallas people or want him is because this is what I think the deal is going to be: one year, three million dollars plus incentives. So just cheap, and he's a hitter. He 
He'll play if he can sh- if he shows up and he's right. competent. And, and what other choice does he <laughs> got? One pocket change. Cheap. I mean, it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Broncos can benefit from him. They really can. They totally can. With Russell Wilson? Oh yeah. As long as he keeps the shit in check. Yeah, we'll see about that. Right. I mean, there's there's less oxygen in Denver, so he might be even worse. He might go crazier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Melvin Ingram the third is also out there on free agency still. He's an edge rusher, um, and I think um, basically he's kind of like uh, an edge rusher. Kind of like he's kind of like uh, on Buffalo Bills, Joe uh, Jerry Hughes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's kind of like him. Kind of like a jack of all trades. You can yeah. run up and cover the hole and block exactly. Him. I have his best there. landing spot with the Kansas City Chiefs. They, they these wow. are the moves they're going to be making defensively. They need it. I mean, yeah. Kansas City, you need to stop letting people score on you because you know how to score on people. That's for damn sure. For sure. But, yeah, but people I mean, put up just as many points back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's where he lands. Basically, one year deal, five million, fully guaranteed. Um, other people that did express interest in him was Colts, New York Jets, and San Francisco 49ers. Jets are having a problem. Like nobody wants to come to the Jets. Nobody it does. Because I mean they don't have they don't know anything about Zach Wilson. Like he hasn't really proved himself and they just no one wants to come to the Jets. Right. And they're having problems getting people in free agency and trying to entice people because what do they have to entice them with? Nothing. So they're trying to rely on trades and they're also trying I mean they're gonna they're gonna be a very young team coming up here soon. Because they're going to be picking up a lot of, I mean, drafts and everything else, but they're going to start playing a lot of rookies. Right. They don't have a choice. Yeah, they got to. I mean, it's, yeah. It's every man for himself out there. They're a mess. <laughs> yeah. They're a mess. <laughs> yeah. The New Jersey Jets. Out there also is Akeem, only one team in New York. Akeem Hicks. Let's be real. Buffalo. <laughs> there's, only, there's only one true New York team. Let's go, Browns. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know your geography, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only team that matters. Right, 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 right. Get out of here. Uh, Akeem Hicks, yeah, have him landing with Los Angeles Chargers, mainly because he could be reunited with edge defender Khalil Mack. Yeah, Mack got traded there. Yeah. Chargers, so, them two right? will be nasty. Yeah. Last time they were, get, uh, were together, Akeem had a 91.7 overall grade. So, his career best. So I probably see him landing there for six point five million, fully guaranteed. Uh, wow. Other people that wanted him: Minnesota Vikings and Pittsburgh Steelers. Huh? Steelers won a lot, can't get a lot. <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah, they have like they three kinda, people going after they for quarterback the bed, position. Though. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's basically what I got right now, guys, for NFL. Uh, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pass it off to Ryan over here for some basketball. Right. What's going on in that world? So what's going on, everybody? If you don't know already, the NBA season has finally finished, and the uh, playoffs are about to start. We actually got a game going on today, starting at 7. I'll cover that shortly, but I'll give you the uh, breakdown. We got uh, East Coast. We got number one, the Heat. Number two, Bucks. Number three, Celtics. Number four, 76ers. Number five, Raptors. Number six, Bulls. Number seven, Nets. Number eight, Cavs. Number nine, Hawks. Number 10, the Hornets. And then with the West Coast, we got the Suns, the Grizzlies, Warriors at number three, Mavericks at number four, Jazz at number five, Nuggets at number six, number seven is the Timberwolves, 
Number eight's the Clippers. And number nine's the Pelicans. And number ten's the Spurs. So, we got the play-in tournament going on right now. Can Basically, you explain the play-in yes, tournament? Yes, okay. I shit the bed the last uh, time we talked about it. So, basically the way it is, uh, number seven and eight play each other tonight, actually. And what happens is the winner of that game goes on to play number six. And then the loser goes on to another bracket. Nine and ten play again. And then the winner of that bracket goes on to play the loser of seven and eight. And the loser of nine and ten goes home. And then whoever wins between the loser of seven and eight and the winner of nine and ten goes on to the playoffs. So So it's not one and done. Theoretically, if Cleveland loses tonight, Correct. we don't necessarily go home. We play again Correct. for a chance to make the last seed into the actual playoffs. Correct. So when's the second game? Like Game number two. No, I mean uh when does the winner or loser? When does the loser? Or the I believe well the uh, playoffs start April sixteenth, so I'm assuming they'll start sometime around then. Okay. But uh, game one is tonight, Brooklyn Nets versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Game two is also tonight, Minnesota Timberwolves versus the L.A. Clippers. Then game three will be April thirteenth, the Atlanta Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets, and then game four will be the New Orleans Pelicans versus the San Antonio Spurs. Um, so they have to fit two games within the next three or four days, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's two days. That's basketball. tonight and tomorrow, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a lot of yeah. basketball. Yeah. The Cavs games will be rough. I think they can do it. I think they can. The only thing that sucks is we got to deal with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And oh. those two underneath the bright lights, they turn into a different animal, man. Are we all back from injuries? Not everybody. We got Mobley back, but we don't have Allen back yet, so... Mobley helps, but having Allen back would be fucking awesome. No. And we're losing. <laughs> <laughs> live. Right yeah. now live, it's 43-57. <laughs> Cleveland, 57 Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, no, I don't. Wow. Now, if we lose tonight. <clears throat> correct. We play. I mean, do you think, would we have a better chance playing, beating the Hawks or the Hornets? And making it and squeaking in that way, or? I don't know. We Maybe played, the Hornets. I don't Maybe. know about the Hawks. Uh, shit, the last time we played the Hornets, they fucking kicked our ass. And they the Hawks, did. same thing. So, I mean, even if we don't make it out of the playing tournament, I'm still proud we made it this far. We we blew, have a good young team. Oh, yeah, we blew out our expectations for the whole season. And we have a good young core going on. And I think we'll be all right for the future. So, there's that. <coughs> uh, playoffs do, the actual playoffs do start April 16th. And then I, I covered a little bit of the uh, NBA MVP race. Right now, we got Nikola Jokic, I think I pronounced his name right, from the Denver Nuggets. His last name, or last name, Jesus. <laughs> the last game he played, he scored 35 points, 16 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 steals. Also, first player in NBA history to post 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a single season. Yeah, take that, LeBron. That's a big Damn, season. That's dude. a big season right there. How old is, is he? Is he holding the nuggets up on his back? Um, <laughs> Basically. I mean, he won the MVP last year, too, as well. He did. So, throw that out there. Yeah, he's holding the... Yeah. He is the nuggets. <laughs> uh, number two is Giannis Dutumbo. He is the Greek freak from Milwaukee Bucks. His latest performance... How'd you say his last name? Dutumbo. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. It looks like that, but it's not pronounced like that. 
Honestly, oh. onto the Kumpo. Is it like that? Are you sure? There's no C in there. Yeah, there's no C. We're not going with names. Yeah, we're not going with names. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're from Ohio. Great <laughs> But uh, his last performance, he scored 30 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists, and 2 steals. But uh, Joel Embiid is coming up in third, which I think he's going to wind up winning it. His last performance was 41 points, 20 rebounds, and 2 steals. Also, after his performance in center, that locked him up for his very first scoring title. And it's the first international player and the first center to get it since Shaq in 99 and 2000. Uh, this was also Embiid's four, wait, 40th 30-point game of the season and 20-plus board season and did all this in 37 minutes of play. Not even shoot. a whole game. Not even a whole game. Like, shoot. Right. Not even, like, he personally technically didn't even play a quarter. He was doing work, Personally... Dude. Embiid is one of my favorite players. He's an outside. animal, dude. He's I love watching him. He's absolutely He's a amazing. great setter. I hope he winds up winning a championship. I do. But fuck Harden. I don't think he's going to win it with Harden. And uh, that's it for basketball. We're off to Chelsea with golf coverage. Yo, dude. So like Joe kind of said at the beginning, uh, you know, it surprised you all that I had some knowledge about golf. Uh, so I guess... She's just ripping off names. <laughs> just, like, on the TV, it only shows last name, but she's knowing full names and everything else. And I'm just like, what? What? How do you know this? <laughs> like, I know some, fair, but... Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I look them up because I'm really interested in golf. Right. So I, was, while we're sitting here, you know, watching the match yesterday and so forth i kind of look up people and kind of read up on them what really interests me is their age more than anything to see how far they've come oh, yeah. what they've done uh and knowing how long they will go no, because yes. like there's older they golfers go forever dude yeah, yeah you can go off into your 60s 70s <laughs> oh yeah 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 so um my my Dad's dad, actually, Jack McGowan, was a professional golfer and won the 1965 Mountain View Open. Wow. Um, so that's pretty cool. Where's that course? Do you know the course? I don't actually know where it's at. Oh, no, um, we should go play it. But he's from Florida, so. That'd be we should be cool. We should a fam um, jam and go play at that course. That would be yeah. sick. That would actually be really <laughs> Dude, cool. Dude, it uh, looks like it might be in California. Ooh, sure, yeah. yeah let's do it. it. I've never been to California. <laughs> yeah, Northern California. Ooh, that was do it. A, Mountains, good stuff. <clears throat> totally down for a fam jam over in Cali. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just to kind of recap, you know, what happened in the Masters yesterday. Um, Scott, or Sunday. Tu- uh, Sunday. <laughs> oh, it is Tuesday. <laughs> oh, it's been a fucking week already, okay, guys? <laughs> um, Scotty Shuffler winning the Masters. But before I get into all this good stuff, let's talk about that whiffing at the end there, right? <laughs> Dude, that was... I love that he laughed about it. You know, you gotta <laughs> be a good so sport. Funny. That's the game of golf. Sometimes right. you... And he was in the spotlight. He was the only one left to play, right. you know? They knew right. he was gonna win. It was just a matter of making the shortest putt. And, yeah, with a I mean, million with people watching and everything him. Else, oh, I mean, yeah. That's yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would've nailed that thing. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Yeah, he couldn't get a grip, but he still came through uh, under 10. 
Um, I really just wanted to point out, too, how his wife Meredith was there and how much she, you know, supported him. I really appreciated their connection. They're newlyweds, just like you and I. They were oh. married in December of 2020. Oh. Yeah. Congrats, so, congrats. Yeah. Golf claps. Yeah, golf claps, golf claps. Uh, they were supposedly high school sweethearts, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, they went to two different universities or colleges, but wow. stuck it out, and now they're married. Wow. Um, no. So, Scotty <laughs> Scheffler, uh, this year alone, has won four out of the last six major uh, majors, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Absolutely. That's crazy. Wild. Crazy. Uh, the Waste Management Open and the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play. And then in the Masters on Sunday. So, he was Rookie of the Year in 2020, and he was the fastest person to reach number one in 42 days. And he's only a 25-year-old kid. Wow. <clears throat> well, wow. I'd say four out of the last six majors will do it. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. 42 days, That's man. wild. You gotta I mean, dude's life. on a warpath. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can we say this guy might be the next Tiger? Can we say that? Well, yes and there. no. He's got the skills, but he's a little older than Tiger than when older. Tiger was yes. number one in the world. Tiger was number one when he was 21 years old. However, that's it took crazy. him more than half a year to get there. 42 days. That's a l- little over a month. I mean, I'd say he's playing catch up with <coughs> Tiger. He's like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't catch me. <laughs> Tiger was pro at like 18. I mean, yeah, he was young. Yeah. yeah, he has a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I believe Tiger reached. Uh, you may know Chelsea, but I think Tiger reached number one when he was twenty-one. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yep. yeah. You said that already. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that was a little over two hundred days, um, like two hundred and fifty-six days or something oh. like that. I couldn't remember the numbers that we saw on the screen yesterday. Um. But, yeah, him coming, you know, him doing that at twenty-five years old, Scotty Shuffler. I mean. He's set for life, man. That's incredible shit. Fuck yeah. Incredible stuff. Poor Woods, too, coming in at plus 11 yesterday. Yeah, he still got paid. Hey. He, yeah, sure did. He and just liked being out there. I Everyone think he wanted out. 11 mil over 40 grand. For almost losing <laughs> a leg in a car accident and then coming back and playing the Masters and making it to the final day. Right. I mean, that's impressive. He was enjoying yeah. himself, dude. Yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was practicing the entire week before. And like people were showing up to watch him practice. Right. Like they he sold like not they weren't selling tickets, but like hundreds of people came to watch Tiger practice. I would. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Dude. Nuts. That'd be so, cool. I mean props to Tiger. I mean he's still doing it. I mean Right. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately Cameron Smith that was kind of a bummer for him yesterday. Kind of rolled out first and second the whole Shave the mullet, my guy. <laughs> Joe Dirt. What up, Joe Dirt? <laughs> that guy that yelled too in the yeah, middle of the match is like, hit it, Joe Dirt. Yeah. And then he fucking whiffed it into the water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was classic. He was so bad. Dude, yes. Oh. I, I mean, he was trailing, trailing he first. Was. And he, he was fucking, right behind him. Man, Granted, the Joe Dirt didn't come in until after he hit the ball. Yeah, right. So it's, right. I mean, <laughs> it was just funny. You yeah, know, the yeah. timing was <laughs> yeah. kind of perfect. Because, you know, he could have said that any time throughout that, and he did it right before he choked. Um, but, yeah, he came in kind of, he kind of came back in, in some way to come in third. Um, or tied for third. I think there was another person in third yesterday, too. Um, yeah, Rory got second. He had tied for the lowest score. 
Yeah. In Augusta at 64. He scored 64. Man, if Rory in the fourth actually, round. Yeah, if, yeah. He sh- if he showed up the other two, three days, he would have got, number, got one. number one. Absolutely. Yeah, he would have. Oh, yeah. I think he hit bogey or two over round one and then parred round two and three and then hit minus seven mm-hmm. with, I'm assuming you're talking about the hole out. The, the, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a beautiful shot. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, McElroy and uh, Morikawa shot on that same hole right out of the bunker. And the last hole at that. Morikawa, that was impressive to see two hole outs right there from the same bunker. Right. But Rory's trajectory on that and feeding the slope and everything else. Oh, yeah. like yeah. That was, that was, that, yeah. it was disgusting. That was, that was, that was a nasty shot. That was real yeah. fucking nice. Yeah, that was really cool. Morikawa just had the speed on it to where if there was a break, the ball was going fast enough. and It just sank. I mean, I mean he could have very easily hit the pin and bounced out, but yeah. I mean, he just hit the right right spot. But, yeah, I mean, right. two amazing shots. Skills. Beautiful shots. Life goals. Beautiful yeah. shots. I'd be happy to do that once in my life. Right. Uh, and while we were playing yesterday, we were kind of just um, – or when we were watching the, the match on Sunday – we are kind of looking up golf uh, facts and stuff, and I thought it would be pretty cool to uh, shout out to Mike Austin in the 70s by hitting the ball 515 yards, and that was during a some match. It wasn't one of the competitions. It was, it was a match. He hit it like 76 yards over the You imagine green. if you gave that dude a modern driver? Bomb. Like back in that day, you were using real woods or like right. yeah. small. Yeah. Like I mean, they might have had metal drivers at that point, but I mean, maybe. maybe but yeah. I, but the club no, heads were like that big. Yeah, nothing compared to what they are today. Yeah, you no. gotta no. have yeah. like beast mode. Five hundred fifteen yards. Mode. That's Jesus. wild. Crazy. Yeah, but he hit a Martian. They're not playing. <laughs> he hit a Martian. <laughs> yeah, they're not playing this week, are they? Because of the holiday. I would, I would think not. They probably, you know, my dad watches golf twenty four seven, so I'll probably, <laughs> he'll probably be having something on it, but on the television. But they, they do a lot of um, reruns, reruns, reruns stuff. Yeah. Match oh, yeah. But I can check out a golf, any golf matches. And there's um, ladies and amateurs and the Corn Fairy Tour, the, the Amateur Tour. tour. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there is any. Um, going on what's this what's the date this weekend the 14th or the 17th yeah yeah uh what rbc heritage Ooh, ooh, ooh. sounds Golf. fancy um i gotta read a little bit up on that to be honest with you i'm not sure i know what that is well probably okay. heard it a million times from my pops but um <laughs> but that's pretty much all i have on golf so i'm gonna hand the mic over here to joe to talk about some formula one we're gonna talk about some formula one and motorsports oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> we're gonna cover formula one and nascar formula one i mean it's not getting very i mean it's 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 po- it's right. more popular worldwide than it is here in the u.s i mean nascar still reigns supreme here yes but formula one is starting to catch attention and there are like there was a race here once a year in austin and they added Miami this year, and next year uh, it's coming to Vegas. So there are, it's starting Ooh, to become a little bit growing. more. Yeah. yeah, it's starting to become a little more popular now. A lot of it has to do with, and I will say, what piqued my interest is there is a Netflix series, uh, documentary series. I highly recommend it because it was super interesting and it kind of got me into following it more and yeah. actually reading some stuff. And I watched a little bit. It was kind of interesting. Um, but 
I'm going to just kind of give a F1 for dummies. And like I said, I'm still new to this, but I've, I've learned a lot in the last year or so on it and stuff. But uh, uh, F1 is series of races hold different venues around the world. I mean, there's Monaco, which is a street track where they close down the city and they make a track in the middle of the city, but they also have actual like tracks and stuff like that. They go to like Shanghai and Singapore and... Um, England and Italy and every, I mean they're all over the world Australia oh. everything yeah. um, <clears throat> they are the fastest open wheel open cabin single seater four wheeled vehicle so there's no fenders the wheels are open you hit somebody I mean you're gonna break something in your suspension I mean you're gonna lose a wheel That's, I mean yeah. the open seat I mean you're in a cockpit I mean there is safety around like they call it the halo so if you are upside down your head is never gonna hit the ground or anything you are protected but there is no roof necessarily. Right. Um, I mean, four wheels, I'm sure you can figure that out. Single seat, there's only one seat. Like, it's in the middle. There's no double-seater type of deal <clears throat> option. I mean, they they um, they use 1.6-liter V6 turbocharged hydroelectric engines that reach top speeds of 235 miles an so hour. So fucking crazy. That's so, so fast. That's but, so But wild. a 1.7-liter. Like, I have a Trailblazer, and that's a 1.6-liter Four cylinder, right. three cylinder. Right. That's a V six that has the same displacement, but getting stupid horsepower. Um, and because they're hybrid electric, another thing with Formula One is in pit stops. Pit stops are only to change tires. You are not allowed to refuel in the race. So the hybrid electric engines, there's actually battery packs, and depending upon and maneuvering and stuff like that, you might use more battery for the, the quicker acceleration or you might use more gas for the more power and try to get out of a turn or something like that so but i mean if you run out of gas you run out of gas you're done yeah like, i mean you're done that's <clears throat> it that's wild um so <clears throat> i mean that that's just crazy power but um f1 every year consists of there's two cups you can win the constructor's cup and the driver's cup the constructor's cup is f1 is formulated by a bunch of teams and each team has two drivers so the Constructor Cup, you earn points. Each driver can earn points for their team, depending upon how they finish. And the team with the most points at the end wins. Now, each driver accumulates their own points for the Drivers' Cup, and only one person can win that. It's whatever the best driver is. Last year was Red Bull's match for Stappen, and the year before that, and like six years before that, it was Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes. Um, and even then, they've um, Mercedes, for the past nine or eight years now have won maybe six years have won the constructor too um first came in last year on the last race and won the driver's cup like it was down to the wire finished for that for the championship but at the constructor cup if you win the constructor cup and how you place in the constructors essentially is kind of how much money and what you can do to spend and upgrade your car in the off season pretty much every car is the same they have the same they have to follow certain specs according to the rules, but they can tweak aero packages, like aerodynamics and stuff like that. And every car is different in a way. Like this year, Ferrari is killing it. Last year and the year, but like the year before, two years ago, Ferrari was terrible. End of the pack. Yeah. Like they were just, you can see they were starting to make upgrades. Last year they kind of creeped up, but this year they're just murdering the group. Oh. There's been a lot of other, some rules and regulations because they're changing, like uh, the tire sizes changed this year. They're, uh, they're actually wider tires, but smaller diameter. Yeah. Um, than last year, so that's changing a lot. But I mean, like Red Bull and even Mercedes is struggling. Like they've been killing it for years, and they're just struggling. They're not getting the power out of their engines. 
Um, the teams use, like, Mercedes uses their own. Red Bull uses, I believe, Audi yeah. engines. and um, So essentially That's kind cool. of like a Mercedes engine. Uh, or I believe Red Bull uses Honda engines. Ferrari uses their own. But, I mean, there's another, the team AlphaTauri, which is an extension of Red Bull. It's like Red Bull's minor league, but it's still an F1. Yeah. Um, they use the, like the same Honda engines, but the aero packages are slightly different. They definitely throw more money into the actual Red Bull than the Alpha Terry, I think. Um, but I mean, they're all sponsored. I mean, Team Haas is that's the only U.S. actually U like American-owned team. Yeah. And they have sponsors huh. and stuff like that. But I mean, how many American racers are there? Like actual racers? Yeah. None. Really? No. That's interesting. A lot of these guys, like a lot of these guys, raced like kart racing yeah. growing up in Europe and stuff like that. You have a lot of. Um, like English, and you have a lot of like European, a lot of European racers. Daniel Ricardo, who races for um, McLaren, he he's Australian. I mean, but they they just grow up racing That's little go karts yeah. and stuff like that, and they move their way up. And because there's Formula Three and Formula Two, and they just they move their way up to F one. Huh. What got you interested in something like this, Joe? I'm pretty. I don't know if I've ever heard of Formula One. You never heard of it? I don't think I have. Oh, dude, I like. I, I do have an interest with the car race, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. The Netflix series really got me hooked. Okay. Because they go into some of like the technical stuff and like the stuff that you just don't see on TV. Mm-hmm. It's more than just the races. I mean, they actually go through like the qualifying. I mean, you you qualify for pole position and everything else. And, yeah. And the the just the um, what they can do worldwide. Like they don't race every week. It's every other week, and it's in different locations all around the world. And I mean, that the, itself is cool as hell. And, oh, and yeah. what's <laughs> what's totally different is like they also they race in the rain. Like weather is That's not crazy. a problem. They just have That's different tires. Yeah. Like they have tires that look like what we're used to seeing tires with grooves in them for better grip in the rain, instead of their actual racing slicks. Mm. Now it could start the the race could start in the rain, and they have their 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 rain tires on. But it could stop a few laps in, and then but part of the track is dry and part of the track is wet. I mean, it's it's all a, a gamble and a play on whether or not you switch tires. Are you not allowed to have different tires at pit stops? You can switch tires, but you have okay. to come in the pit and right. switch tires. So is it worth? Is the track drying out enough to where it's worth changing your rain tires for your slicks to try? And then you can, if if it is. And it is dry enough, you have the chance to make your place back. But yeah. if the track's not dry enough, especially in crucial corners, and you have your slicks on, you got no traction. You're going right off. That's crazy. I mean, you're taking turns. And, I mean, those these cars produce 5Gs. You're, each driver's susceptible sick. to 5Gs. Like, like it's a fucking jet, dude. It's nuts. <laughs> fucking really living on the edge, dude. Right? Uh, so, I mean, I mean, and even like, depending on where they're racing, if they're racing in the desert, I mean, that, that affects the car. I yeah. mean, I want to see, I want to go to Morocco and see them shut down Wouldn't the that city be dope? and build a street. That would be, that'd be so cool. Yeah, it would. And see these dudes race. That but there's a lot big. of, there's all, there's plenty of rules like, um. Is each, there any girls in F1? No. No girls in no F1? No racer, no. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a female, like, team owner. Okay. Like yeah. Mercedes, like the high up, uh, the higher up in the Mercedes team, she's female. Mm-hmm. Like oh. who pretty much like the president of Mercedes and shit. Like she's yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I mean, it's it's I don't know. It's just it, it was interesting. Yeah. And I like right. the car racing and stuff like that. And just the because every car is essentially the same, but every team has slightly different aerodynamic packages. Yeah. And that aero package also changed for each of the races. But you're also limited to rules on what you can do. 
in what they call dirty air, and that's the air coming off of your car. Is that where you can see it going, like... Yeah, and certain you can see videos, and watching certain, like, when F1 cars in slow motion, and I think it's, if it's, like, a hotter track, you can actually see little swirls coming off of the uh, spoilers. And that's the air, and that's the air coming off of it. So they go, they spend millions of dollars in technology and aero packages and taking corners and I mean, I mean everything. I mean, yeah. it's it's a science. It's right. car racing down to a science. That's fucking crazy. It's nuts down to even even the weight of the car. The the driver weight is factored into the car too. And I mean, and how it steers. And some drivers like more oversteer or understeer. And I mean, it's yeah, oh. it's it's nuts. Crazy. When are they usually aired on TV? Uh, to catch it here, you have to watch like your FS1s or maybe ESPN, but you got to watch it like eight, nine in the morning on Sunday. Okay. It's on early because it's all overseas all pretty road, much. Yeah. Now, like the Austin one will be on in the afternoon here. Yeah. And in Miami's too because it's I mean East Coast, but I mean everything's overseas to uh. where and sometimes you're watching it early, early morning, like Saturday, like two a.m. because oh, they're. Wow. Yeah, they're in yeah. Australia. That's a lot, right, right? Yeah. So, and I mean, it's a whole weekend thing. Like, they have practice. And even then, like, um, when you're out for, like, qualifying and you're trying to push yourself and trying to get the fastest lap, if you wreck, they call, they'll still call a caution on qualifying, even though other races are on the track. And you might be trying to put in a fast lap time and they yeah. call a caution, you're screwed. You're just, I mean, there's nothing you can do. So, there's, yeah. and But everyone's trying to push for that fastest lap because right. in the race... To win the fastest lap, you get an extra point in the Cup Series too. So everyone's trying to push for that fastest lap. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe you can't. Maybe you can't catch like second place person can't catch first. Then maybe they they just try to push for the fastest lap just to get the extra point. But yeah, it's there's a lot of interesting, very interesting stuff. So that's kind of the basics, and I'll I'll probably cover that because it's they go through the summer. I mean, they have a lot of races. They yeah. go all the way up and through like well, October and stuff season. like that. Uh, the off main, most of the off season is like winter time. Okay. They do have a summer break where they actually take like a month off in the middle of the season. Yeah. And just kind of like rest do and whatever. whatever. Yeah. So. But I mean, if they're going all over the world for stuff like this. Yeah, but then seasons are gonna look differently. Right. Yeah, but when, like, they're going. I don't know where they're going off the top of my head next week. But, I mean, there's already stuff being shipped. Miami's in May or June. And there's stuff already being shipped to Miami. Like, the logistics portion. Like, I've watched YouTube videos about the logistics and everything else. They have multiple cars. And, like, they're already shipping stuff a month in advance to whatever the next race is. Wow. And, it, like, they're, they're that far ahead. Like, they have a, they have multiple setups to where they can just ship a setup one way, like somewhere and then ship a setup somewhere. Use the setup, and when they're done, that's going for that's going to be at the race like months ahead of time, so they can. Because I mean, they're they fill shipping containers. I right. Mean, they're they're using boats and like the Australian Grand Prix that happened last weekend. Um, they were there was a scare that there was some containers that might not make it, and DHL has the contract to ship uh, the F one stuff for all the races, and they actually. Instead of having it on a boat, they chartered it on big Boeing planes to Australia to make sure that that shit would Damn. get there. Just they have to, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, so yeah, this past weekend it was the Australian Grand Prix, four hundred and nineteen thousand people in attendance. Wow. 
Yeah. That's massive. That's a that fuck is, out of people. Yeah. Like, a football game is 60, 70, maybe 100,000. Four times that? Yeah. Ha- almost a half a million people. Wow. For a fucking F1. Yeah, dude. Like I said, it's... This, this sport is popular That's, over anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah it's, That's fucking crazy. Um, Charles Leclerc came out on top for Ferrari. It's his second place. It's his second first place finish this year. He is soaring above everyone else in the driver's cup. Uh, oh, okay. The next race is in two weeks at Emilia Romagna Grand Prix in Italy. It's Ferrari's home track. Hopefully Leclerc can pull off another podium for his hometown crowd. Huh. Um, but F1 is great and all. But this is America, where NASCAR reigns supreme. Oh, yeah. America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last Sunday, NASCAR was at Martinsville, where William Byron took the checkered flag. Byron also won this year back in March at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Byron is also the only racer so far to have two wins and is pushing himself to the top of the standings for the Cup. There is still a long season ahead of us, though, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh... Friday night at the NASCAR Xfinity race in Martinsville, Dale Earnhardt Jr. made his yearly return to the track. He drives in one race per year for Junior Motorsports team that he co-owns. He finished fourth place at Richmond in 2018, fifth place at Darlington Raceway in 2019, fifth at Homestead Miami Speedway in 2020, and 14th in his return to Richmond Raceway in 2021. He finished 11th this year at the race in Martinsville. He is racing the Xfinity Series, which is like the minor league of NASCAR, but the fact that he's still racing is amazing. With his yearly races, he has competed on some level for the past 27 consecutive seasons. Wow. How long do you think he'll do one race a year for? I mean... He can go forever. He's probably in his 40s, maybe pushing 50, but I I mean, one race a year, why not? Yeah. I mean, who cares? You co-own the the team. I mean... yeah. I mean, I bet you if he wanted to, he could probably race whenever he wanted to. But he yeah. just says, I'll do at least one a year. It's probably publicity, honestly. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Probably. But uh, also in that race, the Xfinity race, a fight broke out in the pits after the checkered flag. I showed you that video. Yeah, that video was gnarly. <laughs> Definitely check that out. Do it here with a bot. <laughs> uh, rival Sam Mayer and Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs is the grandson of Super Bowl winning coach and NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs. Gibbs got into Mayer's face, and they shouted at each other before shoves and eventually swings. Gibbs threw punches and grabbed Mayer's head, who was helmetless. Gibbs still had his racing helmet on as Mayer took Gibbs to the ground, creating a large pile of both drivers, pit crews, and NASCAR officials before being separated. NASCAR official was injured in the brawl and taken away on a stretcher. Wow. I don't know the what happened. I'm, I'm sure he's good. I'm sure if anything bad happened, we right. it would have been... More they covered. said, put some ice on it, bro. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the fight started on the track when the two were competing for the dash for cash bonus with a thousand, hundred thousand dollars in winnings. On the final lap, Ty Gibbs lost the lead to Brandon Jones in the final corner and attempted a final drive off the corner when Sam Mayer ran into Gibbs from behind, moving him up the racetrack and creating a three-car log jam for second place. Mayer ended up giving driving Gibbs into the wall, causing him to finish eighth after leading much of the race. Ooh. So I mean, I mean at the last race, on the last lap to right. win the race, I mean you you push him into the wall and cause him to yeah. I mean oh, I yeah. would be pissed too. Try kicking your ass. Yeah, I don't. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I mean it, it is it's NASCAR. I mean, 
I mean, you're racing cars in a circle. I mean, sure, right. whatever. But I mean, yeah, it's kind of shitty. It's dirty. It's yeah. Shitty. Um, I saw it. It was kind of. It was. It was a shitty shot. <laughs> it was a shitty shot. On uh, next race, next week's race will be held at Bristol Motor Speedway for a dirt race under the lights. Bristol Speedway is NASCAR's short track venue located in Bristol, Tennessee, constructed in 1960. Uh, It held the first NASCAR race on July 30th, 1961. Bristol is among the most popular tracks on the NASCAR schedule because of its distinct features, features, which include extraordinary steep banking and all-concrete service, two pit roads, and stadium-like seating. It has been named one of the loudest NASCAR tracks. The track is billed as billed as the world's fastest half mile. But next week it'll all be dirt. This should be an interesting race. Oh yeah. They're saying like they did a dirt race last year, and they they it's essentially bringing them back to your roots because everyone who drives NASCAR essentially started racing dirt. Right. I mean they all started like like how F1 drivers all started racing go karts. These guys all started racing dirt stock cars or funny cars or something at your local county fair in North Carolina. And Let's go to Derby! Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, they all, they all have done it to get to where they're at now, so. Right. Um, I, I like when they introduce Jake. It's dope. I mean, yeah, they have it, road courses too, and that's interesting. Yeah, I just, did it like two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's your motorsport news, but, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, does anyone questions? I mean, any, any, what are we looking forward to this week? I mean, what am I looking forward Easter to ham. this week? <laughs> Easter, oh, ham. Yeah, Easter ham. I'm looking forward to the weekend because that means I don't work. There you yeah, go. Man. Hey, we're golfing Friday. We're golfing Friday, Joseph. I'm not. Hey, you golf today. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Relax and I just decent today. Yeah. I don't know. We weren't there. there. Hey, Jim is my witness. Who's Jim? Never heard of yeah, him. Yeah, we don't know. It, this old guy that met up with me and golf for me. I think he's delusional. Yeah, old guy. Some old guy. Here. I walked the course with some old guy. Yeah. He was a single the whole day. Hey, yeah. I had a 291 drive today. I'm proud of that. Yeah, but. good stuff. I'm excited for golf this weekend. Can't wait for the, the weather to clear up. For anybody, too, that's been hearing little jingles and whines, my dog is here as a guest today, Valentine. <laughs> yeah, it's her, it's her mascot. My, our mascot, yeah. <laughs> the stack of pancakes. <laughs> She's a side of sausage with the pancakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> her real name's Valentine? Her yeah. real name is Valentine. Yeah, since well, we adopted her on Valentine's Day. Yeah. We, were actually we found gonna, her on Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, mm-hmm. we found her on Valentine's Day. And, uh, you know, we took her to the shelter and stuff and then uh, adopted her later on. But we were actually going to name her Rolo because how, like, chunky she is. <laughs> that's, well, that's what the shelter had named her, Right, Rolo. and we were going <laughs> to stick with that. And then uh, it was actually Cheyenne, Chelsea's sister, that said, why wouldn't you guys name her Valentine? Yeah. Uh. Founder on Valentine's yeah. Day. That's cool. And we were like, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. So we call her Val. My dad call, calls her Valerina. <laughs> okay, Pops. But, uh, cool. Well, uh, we might reconvene next week. Maybe we got some more NFL draft stuff from Corey. And I know the basketball playoffs will be starting. And yep. Ryan can give us a little lowdown on what's going on for the first round Seems and after the play ins and all that stuff. And. There's golf this week, so we can pull Chelsea in, and I'll talk about NASCAR. You, you have to wait one more week for F1, but uh, I mean, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about their race stuff. and yeah. yeah. 
Well, uh, that's uh, Pancakes on Sunday Sports Edition. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Later. Later, dudes.